0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the best hour of their day. Fern here with a longtime friend and uh, the gym owner of the first CrossFit gym that I ever stepped foot in, uh, Mr. Pat Sherwood. So, um, dude, it's been taking way too long to get you on the show. I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate your time. Jay,
1: my pleasure, brother. You're right. It has been been a long time and it's been far too long to make this happen. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Pat and I were just chatting before we hit this. The last
0: couple of times I've seen Pat, he was just in a daze because I've seen him either at a health conference or at the games, which is usually not a time to talk to anybody about anything other than what is the immediate emergency or fire that they're dealing with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. And, you know, and, and in those situations, you probably know as well as I do from all the level ones you've worked and then you see some of those people at the games or whatnot, you know, but after, after you've worked a couple hundred seminars, at 50 people a pop I think that's 10,000 people you've met yeah just like level one seminar so the heck with the games or health conference or whatever and you know you got people coming up you're like hey so and so and you're like who is this person and then you see you see a face that you recognize you're like okay I know who that is I'm moving on to somebody else and like it's just things move pretty fast brother as you know yeah it's hey remember I did
0: the seminar in Raleigh and I'm like man I've done at least a dozen seminars in Raleigh you know the guy with the hat I'm like there's a lot of guys wearing hats it was during the winter
1: (laughs) that happens all the time every now and then somebody will mention a seminar that out of total dumb luck I only did like one or two and so I actually remember somebody will be like "Do you remember Stuttgart Germany I'm like oh I do like I haven't done a lot I've not done a lot in Stuttgart Germany I do remember that one but if you're talking atlanta georgia <laughs> no 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 <laughs> you know there was there was 45 seminars that went down there
0: oh man how many seminars did you do do you know only
1: a couple hundred
0: yeah only a couple yeah yeah. only a no, couple but now you get there. you
1: know now you get somebody like chuck carswell that's done what 500, you know, 500 or something seminars so i have to use the term uh-huh. only a couple hundred only a couple hundred yeah uh which is
0: a lot by the way i, I think people don't understand how many like how many years it takes you to get to a couple hundred if you are doing the crazy person pace which you did for many years which is one every weekend essentially I mean like if you're going to get to 200 be like that is you know that is four years of your life every week on the
1: road so yeah no doubt that's it and and at that pace you know every weekend except for Christmas and New Year's you know it was the usual pace back then you could have been in a really weird situation where you could go a couple years and never have been in any one place on the earth more than 12 days. Like, you know, like you're just, you know, given that, that New Year's holiday, you're home for about 12 days but the next weekend pops up. And so you're like, I haven't been in one spot or one town for two weeks in multiple years. I should, should probably pump the brakes. I've
0: never even thought about it that way, but now that you bring it up, that's right. Hmm. And I don't, and I don't go nearly the pace that a lot of uh, that you guys did for that long. I mean, I think the most I've ever done in one year. I think the past two years have been high thirties, like thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and it's even A lot that, of work. It's a lot of work. Even that can get a little to be a bit much sometimes.
1: Um, Somebody like Chuck Carswell is—he needs to donate his brain to science. I don't understand how he can do what he does, and. And still be as amazing and wonderful and cheery as he was on seminar two. Water That's off a incredible. duck's water off a duck's back.
0: It's just like he's just there, and I, and, and it rubs off on everybody.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there's a there's just a wave of calm that comes over. You're like Chuck's here, so we're good. You know, yep.
1: Mayor Carswell. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was
0: thinking about this the other day cuz I told, I don't know I used this example for and when I give the what is crossfit lecture but my fir- the first workout I ever did at your box in Virginia Beach was JT.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Jeez, it, that's a it did go well. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a, a lot of people probably have that experience even 7 years into CrossFit.
0: 37 minutes or something to the tune of that, I was just like, "Oh my god." oh man and that
1: that right there is just a classic you know uh stubborn as a mule military guy military town mindset Hey, here's the workout should we scale it negative i'll just take 37 <laughs> minutes i'll let you know when i'm done give me the keys i'll lock up
0: <laughs> nope i got it i can totally do this <laughs> oh.
1: it's also it's also a bit
0: of a testament to like <laughs> That is absolutely not what should happen. Just if anybody has any confusion about what the stimulus for JT is, we could agree it is not 37 minutes. Um, right. <laughs> but back then it was just, that was, a, that was one of the things that I do somewhat miss about kind of the old days is just like, listen, you're just going to, you're just going to eat that shit sandwich. And when you're done, you're done.
1: <laughs> yes. And not that we could, you know, there's probably a bunch of rabbit holes we could go down and make this way too long of a, of a, of a podcast, but you could also play devil's advocate, right? So, you walk into the gym on a heavy day with a barbell, and you're perfectly content if you do it right to have like a seven by one deadlift take most of the hour with a warm up, building up your warm up sets, hit it, cool down, because you want to get stronger, quote unquote, stronger, right? Well, there's a lot of people that need to get stronger on gymnastics or body weight movements. So, for some people, I could almost view something like JT as Hey, you know what? This is just your quote-unquote heavy day. Your strength day for gymnastics and you're going to do just like you'd pull a deadlift, you'd wait 3 minutes. You'd pull a deadlift. You're going to do two handstand pushups. You're going to stare at the wall for 1 minute. You're going to do two handstand pushups, stare at the wall for 1 minute, and when you leave today, you will be stronger at those movements. I you know, will your heart rate ever go above 41? No, probably not. But it's uh there, there's some interesting there's probably 17 different ways to skin that cat where you modified it and scaled it down to the pace kept really nice and your heart rate was going and everything was burning. And then some other ones where, where Hey, you know what you need? You need to take the time that you need. And here we go. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those days where, all right, everybody, I'm going to start the clock and it is what it is.
1: <laughs> yep. Walk is. over and get a drink of water if you need it. Oh, Enjoy yourself.
0: Crazy. Um, do you miss having an affiliate? Well, it's always I know there's one of two directions that always goes. Some people are like absolutely not.
1: <laughs> well, you know, so uh, still I have an affiliate. You well, know, but it's just yeah, yeah, you know, but it's just I don't I don't actually hold classes that people show up to, and so yeah, I mean it's it's a double edged sword, as you well know from the the having an affiliate that is open you've got classes come in and you're dealing with parking issues and so and so clogged the toilet in the bathroom and you know this guy dropped the empty barbell again <laughs> you know like all that kind of stuff that drives you bonkers but then all the stuff that makes you smile ear to ear of the camaraderie the community the you know Mary's walked in for seven weeks and she just got something that she never thought she'd be able to do there's just two sides to that coin right but at where I was in my life I couldn't I had to make some sort of a decision I couldn't continue doing what I was doing at CrossFit HQ at the pace that we were doing it and have your traditional you know brick and mortar affiliate but then again I absolutely adore programming like adore it and was going to continue to do it anyway and and help people out that way and help people get people fitter and put workouts out but i just couldn't do it in the traditional manner so i was lucky enough to kind of find a way to i guess have the best of both worlds so well, I yeah think, yes and no yeah i
0: think um and that's actually a good segue because i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about programming because i've you know i was i've always told people i was i was some of my path in crossfit is is 100% pure dumb luck. You know the fact that we happen to be living here in Virginia Beach, happened to walk in to your affiliate where it was not just you, but it was you know Jomo's there who mm-hmm. has largely been a mentor for me to me for years. Um, that's just luck, you know. Um, but I've always kind of looked at your outlook on programming it's, for me personally as kind of like what most of us should be striving for. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that with regard to lynchpin, because to me, your philosophy
1: is just keep it simple. It is, you know, and I wish that I could take credit for it. But much like yourself, a lot of the stuff on my end is just dumb luck as well and timing and uh, fortunate enough to be around the right people at the right time. And, you know, we I, I just, you know, came up in the, hate to use that cliche phrase, old school, but you know, that old yes. school CrossFit world where you did one workout a day, you poured your heart into it, you didn't do two a day, you didn't lift heavy and then do something else. Um, when it, when there was a heavy day, that was your sole focus of the day, you gave it the respect and time that it deserved. And it worked really, really profoundly well, like to the point where just never saw any need to do something different. Now, most of us you know, you get bored every now and then and you experiment and um, all those other experimentations that I did with either more volume or doing something before or after it never yielded the same results as just the classic, as the classic uh, methodology. So I always just kept going back to that. And now it's been, I think 2005 is when I started. So it's been 15 years, so a decade and a half of progress, of injury free, of not getting burned out, of still wanting to show up to the gym. And and I think, you know, progress is measured in several ways, right? Progress is not only your Fran time getting faster and your deadlift going up, but progress is also between the ears and is whatever program that you're doing, keep you happy, healthy, and motivated so that you still want to walk into the gym five years from now and you're not like fitness sucks. This is, I'm burned out. I hate the world. This is dumb. My body aches, you know? And so I think, I think all of those things have to get wrapped up into what is the, what is the most effective program for any particular human walk in the earth? And it's not just increasing your back squat. You know, there's a whole lot of other factors.
0: And then is that, so, and I would imagine, like, you've been programming. When did you start Linchpin? Do you know what year? I want to say it was 2014. Okay, so you're at least six years into that and just been doing online programming. And for anybody that hasn't checked it out, I think you should. Do you, do you still do uh, the Monster Mashes?
1: Yeah, every every Monday we're for people who are, you know, psychotic.
0: And that's one of the ways – that I think is cool. And it's sometimes it can be tough to do an affiliate because you I think you probably have to modulate like how much you're gonna smash people into the dirt, but <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You, you uh I think that is one of the kind of clever slash sneaky ways to get people off of the volume train, is that I just don't see people do that frequently enough. Is how often do you go into an affiliate where you walk in and up on the board, it says 35 minute AMRAP. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: You immediately like, throw up in your mouth a little bit. And it doesn't even matter what it is at that point. It's like 35 minutes. It could be air squats for 35 minutes. And I immediately sure. really don't want to participate anymore.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yep. And you got you to go there every now and then. But, uh, but yeah, that'll put a little frown on your face when you see it on the dry race board.
0: It's funny because we'll do that. I think we did it about two weeks ago here at the box. And we did it on a Monday (laughs) and attendance for the rest of the week was down. Like people were just hammered. Oh, we did Chelsea.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Like sneaky, you know, 30 minutes, EMOM, but man, it's just like people come to that realization at about minute seven that they have 23 rounds left. And most of them have
1: never done 23 rounds of Cindy in their life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chelsea's fantastic. There, there are some of those, absolutely gorgeous classic crossfit named benchmark or girl workouts that you know as a as somebody who adores programming I mean I have intense jealousy that I didn't create them I mean they're so beautiful oh, and, yeah. and 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 are some of those ones and you can almost know I don't know if I want to use the, the term effective but the ones that are blown off because they're <laughs> gonna sting and people would just rather you know pull a deadlift and, and walk out of the gym. And you're like, let's do Chelsea. And someone's like, which one's Chelsea? And you're like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You that means it's the one that. you should
2: probably
0: do. You should know that. Well, the yeah. funny part is that, like, I guess, I don't know what we would call newer CrossFitters, but let's just say anybody who's started in the last four years. They don't know a lot of those. They don't know the Chelseas. They don't know the Nicoles. They don't know, what else do they probably not know? A lot of them probably don't even know some of the even better ones, like the, like the Elizabeths which is, you know, and depending on how bad you want to make that one, it's just like squat it, don't power clean it. Properly done with squat clean is my <laughs> humble opinion. <laughs> yeah, when, when I saw people power clean, I'm like, that's a thing? I'm like, oh, <laughs> it would have been way easier.
1: You know, I, I think what one of, the, one of the blessings of getting into CrossFit a, a while ago was, because what you're speaking about to some degree is, is just a baseline of knowledge and some of the classic methodologies, the fundamentals, the concepts, the workouts, the whys, the hows. And, you know, way back in the day, what was great was, you know, the CrossFit Journal, which was just, which was just and still is, a treasure trove of, of information, but I don't think, I don't know any data to support this, but I don't think a lot of people are reading it these days. And I know I would back, agree with you. In, back in the day, it wasn't even a fancy website kind of a deal. You would get an email sent to you once a month if you signed up for the journal and you'd, we'd print it out and you'd staple it and it would just stay on the kitchen table of the kitchen counter and little by little over the course of the month, you would read through the journal and you were just kind of finishing it by the time the next one is, you'd print it out and staple it. And what you got was, you know, what is fitness? What is CrossFit? You know, What is now the technique lecture? Things about the zone diet, the wise house, all this exercise science, it was, it was and still is phenomenal. And I think there's a lot of questions, at least I get asked a lot of questions these days that I know the answers to the questions that people are asking me are in those journal articles. And that's what leads me to believe that people aren't, um, aren't nerding out on it that i feel people used to nerd out on it to a large degree back in the day and that's not right or wrong there's no judgment implied in that statement i think a lot of people life is busy they go to their crossfit gym they work out they go home and they're not spending their free time reading through hundreds of pages and articles in the crossfit journal that's fine that's a coach's job you know and it's our job to pass that information on but there are some gems in the journal if any of you are listeners haven't dove in there.
0: We, uh, we recently did a podcast on just prepping for the level three. And if, if I was to give somebody the synopsis of that, it was like, read the journal. So I'm on a mission to get people to start doing that. And sometimes I do ask myself, has the pro- the proliferation of CrossFit led to this scenario where a lot of people, I know people know it's there. I know people know CrossFit main site is there, but I don't mm-hmm. think they realize what kind of resource they have access to, like sure, like you know when you start because you started in 2004 when you start CrossFit five yeah five five I started in 2008 roughly, and largely like that is where everybody went on a daily basis and everybody had their own website for their affiliate but but that was the main resource that people went to and I to some degree I feel like people who are starting later are missing out on that because it's just there's more stuff out there. And it's just like, man, you should really just, just put crossfit.com in your bookmark and just search the question that you have in there. And there's probably a dozen articles in there about that.
1: I think you're accurate on that because I've definitely spoken to affiliate owners who have a thriving community at their affiliate and they'll mention something to, cause you know, like back in the day, the photo of the day, on CrossFit.com, could be anything under the sun, sometimes it would be an affiliate, sometimes it would be something from the game, sometimes it would be, you know, whatever. And it was a big deal if your affiliate photo became the photo of the day. And I remember one affiliate owner got up there and told his, like, the 5 p.m. class, that like, I'm sure you guys saw it. Like, how cool is that? We're on on CrossFit.com today and these members were like what do you ta- what do you mean what are you talking about and they're like well the main website crossfit.com we're the photo of the day and everyone's like we had no idea that there was a website because all they were you know they just lived in the local community and they heard good things about this crossfit gym and as far as they knew that crossfit gym was the entirety of the crossfit world yeah, there was nothing not, else existing some global you know and then if the affiliate owner was like you guys realize there's like you know thousands and thousands of gyms around the world they're like what <laughs> they had no idea you know so i think you know you've got you've got the whole gamut of people the whole gamut of exposure and all that stuff it's, it's just kind of fascinating
0: i do remember the i think it was definitely at virginia beach but it was one of the coaches like hey do you do you follow main site and i literally didn't know what that question meant <laughs> right so, right what what is this main site that you speak of mm-hmm um, but yeah,
1: yeah there's a, a world out there, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so in your programming, because i I love the programming lecture. like I love everything oh, yeah. about it and it's it's changed a little bit and'm and sure. yeah, there's been some changes since you gave it, obviously, um, but the core of it is still there. Um, but we do get questions about that a lot either in our mentor group or people hit us up about programming. Mm. and you know a lot of like, it's also probably weird for you to know that there's like some statements that you've given that have just kind of become staples of the CrossFit community, you know. It's um, unusual. Yeah, I would imagine it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I cool. know, cool, I mean, I've known you to. long enough. I've known you long enough to know that like you didn't say that with the intention of this floating <laughs> out into the CrossFit ecosystem and staying there forever, you know. Trademark pending. <laughs> <laughs> um the and i'm sure you get questions about a lot and i've i've kind of chimed in or not chimed in but kind of i'll hop in on your live feeds on instagram for lynchpin pretty regularly mm. but if you're if you're giving people just the basic guidelines for programming like what are some of the core tenets of you're like if you just kind of do this it's really hard to get it wrong
1: oh man fantastic question okay here we go you know there there's a really nerdy exercise science way to do it, and then there's a simplified way to do it. And we're gonna dive into the simplified way because how to say this without greatly offending people and causing it a stir, it's like, It's okay. The, the, greatly, the greatly nerdy exercise science part doesn't yield the benefit that I believe a lot of people feel that it does. There's something peculiar about human beings where they, they love complexity. They want it to be complicated with words that are like triple word scores and Scrabble and like Latin phrases and references to old books, you know. And somebody hooked up to a machine measuring something, and and you give them a simple statement as to what to do, and they're almost disappointed. And you know, it's the same way with like eating. It's yeah. really easy to eat well without having a le- you don't need a lecture on biochemistry, but people want to hear the biochemistry for some. Totally bizarre, nonsensical reason. <laughs> and it's kind of it's like this with, with programming. And I can say this with a lot of uh, confidence because back when I did those 200 seminars, you know the deal. When you're standing up there giving a lecture, you've got 50 people in a live audience, you have everyone in that audience from your average Joe, to a neurosurgeon, to a professional athlete, to everything in between. And you have everyone in the audience from people that are on board and will just wave the CrossFit flag the whole time to mysterious other people who are very intelligent, paid money to sit there, yet for some reason wanna sharpshoot you and make you look stupid if you said anything bad and undermine you. So you had to be like really on your game and you had to be well-versed to handle those hard questions. And I dove into programming to handle those hard questions. And so I would read any of the, like the classic books. You know, so the seminars are Saturday and Sunday. But since working seminars was my full-time job, I'd go to Starbucks or something Monday through Friday for three to four hours every day and just treat it like a real full-time job and just read, 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 take notes, highlight, underline so that I could be not only prepared in what I was saying, but prepared to answer those tough questions, defend the methodology and all that stuff. And the interesting experience that I had, particularly reading just book after book after book on programming and exercise science and this methodology and that methodology, is I don't ever remember closing the book one day and saying, you know what? Wow, based upon what I just read, I'm gonna go back to my garage gym and do business different today. I did not have a single experience like that. And that one hour programming lecture that you get at the level one, which seems on the surface, potentially too simple. I'm sorry, but it's not, you know? And, And the truth is that a lot of the people out there pushing something or selling something, in my mind, it turns my stomach, are, are sometimes selling their way and they are camouflaging it behind science and terms that they know since people crave complexity ooh, this guy is doing the really fancy stuff this must be this must be the really good programming (laughs) (laughs) and it's such smoke and mirrors and a crock of just feces that it is it's, it should be considered fraudulent. But, uh, but anyway, that was, that was a long tangent. So the point being, what I'm gonna say is, it is relatively simple. We could have a seven hour discussion or, or a, a much smaller encapsulation. So here's my much smaller encapsulation is, I always say, first of all, classic stuff, one workout a day, uh, embrace intensity over volume. I truly believe that when you lift heavy, just lift heavy that day, go home, give it the respect that it deserves, and then you'll actually get um, the gains and improvements that, that you want. But for programming, there are small things to worry about and larger things to worry about. And there are some big things such as movements, time domains, repetitions, loadings, things of that nature. And obviously we can vary the loadings from literally zero or body weight to very heavy and heavy days repetitions go from you know one to over a hundred time domains go from interval training of sub 15 seconds if you're doing 100 meter dashes or one rep clean or something to you're doing murph you're there for almost an hour so the time domains vary all those things vary you know etc etc but then there are like i said some some large things to worry about and some small things to worry about let's say that you don't <clears throat> Jeff Martone will probably send me a hateful text message after I send this, And I don't want, you definitely don't want Jeff Martone, on your bad side. It's like a walking ninja, but you know, let's say that you don't swing a kettlebell for three weeks. I can make a very strong statement that your fitness has not deterred in any way, shape or form. So that's a small thing to worry about. Did or did we not swing a kettlebell? Now if I look at somebody's programming and we didn't go below parallel for three weeks, well that's a large issue to worry about. So you've got smaller issues and you have larger issues and your larger issues are what I think somebody that wants to get into programming, start with those and worry about those And, and, and the little stuff you can fill in as you get a bit more comfortable with what you're doing, but it could be larger issues from going below parallel to pulling off the ground to going overhead to are you pulling towards your body in like a pull up towards your body in like a ring row uh, the press could be overhead the press could be in the direction of a push-up the press could be in the direction of a ring dip and then all of those all of those larger building blocks that you need to hit from below parallel to pulling off the ground to going overhead etc cetera, etc cetera. well then you need to take that framework and overlay in that framework the time domains, the repetitions, the loadings, etc., with the appropriate care to the variance that you hit everything that you need to hit. You don't leave anything behind and, and nothing gets too much attention or too little attention. So that the athlete progresses nicely in all those aspects of building an engine, building body weight movements, and building barbell strength at things that take less than a minute and the things that take 30 minutes while not giving the athletes so much that they're overtrained and broken. Yeah. But you have to give them enough of a dose that they adapt. So there's the fine line also is too little of a stimulus, you don't get the adaptation. Too much, people are overtrained, broken, unhappy, and they're not walking into the gym. And then something like you know, the below parallel, which we mentioned, okay, great. You gotta you got a below parallel on Tuesday is what you need to do. Let's just say, well you have now countless opportunities to go below parallel it could be an air squat could be a pistol it could be a, a medicine ball clean could be a wall ball shot a thruster an overhead squat a, a cluster a squat clean a power clean plus a front squat a walking lunge it could be a box step up it could you know like you name it and then each one of those movements that i just said well is it going to be light medium or heavy mm-hmm. and then each one of those movements that i just said is it gonna be high volume or low volume? And and none of those decisions live in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Those decisions are based upon, you know, good programming looks backwards just as much as it looks forward. So that decision that I make that day, after we know that Tuesday would be a great day to go below parallel based upon what we did the, the previous one, two or three days, now that I know if we wanna go below parallel there, and now I'm gonna look backwards and see the last two, three, four, five times that we went below parallel, how did we achieve that? What did we do? And it might be time to repeat one of those things, or it might be time that looking backwards might highlight that there's something we haven't done in a while, and therefore that's the decision that's made. And then after that decision is made, you have to play that same game with, okay, we're going below parallel, we've chosen our movement, well, now is it going to be high volume or low volume. Again, we gotta take a look backwards. The last two, three, four, five, six, seven times we've gone below parallel. What's the trend in? What have we hit? What haven't we hit? That's where we need to go today. And and that very tedious and monotonous and you know laborious game is played with every day and on every day, every movement, every loading, every rep range and every time domain until they all fit and do they all, because no day stands alone. Whatever you do today affects tomorrow and the next day and vice versa. So they all have to have this beautiful synergy that allow you to accomplish what you want to accomplish that day without deterring from what you're going to do the next day. And it just, it just takes a very long time, you know, to do and to do right. And you're going to make there's no way to learn how to do it even if somebody laid out a perfect step without making a tremendous amount of mistakes for a while, right? I mean, everybody just wants to be an expert two weeks in, and that's not the case. You know, you're going to, you're going to be bad at programming for a really long time before you're even a beginner. And then you're going to be a beginner for longer than you want to be. Then you're going to be intermediate, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, that's, that's, a, again, I, I just gave a lot of information, but I didn't Somebody, give, somebody's but still then again, there's not a, a, a step-by-step thing, you know, you know, like, but, but then again, I, yeah. while I gave a lot of information, I didn't say step one, step two, step three, step four, because that's also the other part that people don't want to hear, because they want a step-by-step deal, yeah. and while there are some things that are useful, I do also truly believe that Glassman's statement that beautiful program is part science and part art yes and so if it was only science then you could read one of those big three pound textbooks that i read and walk out of that session an expert programmer but that is just not the case yeah there is that as a basis and then playing with everything that i just said to develop your style and figure out what truly works and that's when the art starts to happen and it's some people despise it and some people enjoy it i'm just lucky um I enjoy it but some people it's like you know it would be a living hell to have to <laughs> to have to do that on a regular basis. Yeah,
0: it's uh the art thing is always of an interesting and and I'm glad you brought that up because the art portion of that people overlook and I, and I think that's an important concept to really try to wrap your brain around because when I when I insert that this is an art to it that by nature means that mastery is almost not thing.
1: Oh, sure, sure. You know, like you're
0: never, you're never going to get it locked down because it is an mm-hmm. art. like it's, it's, it's constantly evolving. And then your knowledge of different <laughs> aspects of programming starts to evolve over time. And um, <clears throat> that that's what I think is the beauty and the fun part about it is because, because it is art, like you're never going to master it, but it's also because it's an art, getting it wrong now means that it's okay. Like that's part of the process when you do it. And um, I, I wanted to ask you a question with regard to what you, there's, there's a couple things like big ticket items that I think people get wrong when they start programming. So one of them is they'll build each day in a vacuum, meaning like I'm Mm going to write this workout. And Mm -hmm. then with, with no forethought of what we did prior and then what we're going to do afterwards. And what I typically try to tell people is like, I can have one beautifully, or I could have five beautifully written workouts. And put them together and make atrocious programming that is just an abomination. And then the other one is how they build the workouts, right? So there's Mm -hmm. how I build a group of workouts, but then there's how I build a workout. So the first issue I see is people build it in a vacuum. And the second, and I'm curious on your thoughts on it, is people build the workouts from the bottom up, and I've always found it simpler and more effective to build it from the top down, meaning the big ticket items, is it task priority, is it time priority, but people immediately want to start getting into the specifics of, we're going to squat clean on this day. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, back up a little bit. Like, let's start like really big picture and then we'll get there. But if you start from the bottom up, then it always just turns into a goat rope when you're finished with it. And it looks like mm-hmm. that, you know, that the, I think Freddie Camacho coined this, the any asshole workout, which is like any asshole could write that on a piece of paper and, and now call it, you know, good programming.
2: Mm-hmm
1: First of all, I want to applaud you for using the phrase "goat rope." Fantastic, easier to use more frequently. <laughs> second, second, of all, um, I can tell you when I start that anyway. So I, I currently program for Linchpin in four-week blocks. Okay. And so what I have now is I've got a a Google Doc, you know, a big you know second monitor that kind of a huge in front of me. Uh, I'll I'll open it up. I'll lay out, you know, four empty blocks. And then the first thing I'll do is I will, well, maybe I should say with the top down, top bottom, I mean, that might be, you could be right or wrong on that. And it also could be just stylistic, right? I mean, so, for sure. you know, if, it, if at the end of it, beautiful programming comes out, rock on, you know, yeah, if you yeah. got something like, I'm going to say what I do. And if you're like, that doesn't work for you at all. And something else does embrace it. But I'll lay, I'll have four weeks open. And the first thing that I'll do is I'll kinda, cause sometimes it can be overwhelming. You're just looking at four empty weeks and you're like, duh. <laughs> you <laughs> get some sort of framework in there and just start putting puzzle pieces in. I'll usually have out a, a blank sheet of paper on my desk and then I will start to scroll back through the program that has been posted. And the first thing I'll write down is what we've done for just heavy days, classic heavy days. I should say, well. We have two types of heavy days, classic heavy days, and then what I'll call like a heavy day at a high heart rate, you know, where where there's definitely a heavy bias to the workout. Mm-hmm. And getting strong doesn't just look like seven by one or five by five. You can get strong on a heavy day with a high heart rate. So I'll lump those in too. So I'll, I'll start this list and I'll work backwards with, you know, okay, what did we just do this week? What did we do the week before? And I'll, I'll write them all down. And then when I have them all down, now I'm not looking at, those and the other workers i'm just looking at the heavy days and and just looking at the heavy days from most recent to least recent gives me an idea of where we've been and after i do some scribbling and some connecting of lines and whatnot it gives me an idea as to what should make an appearance again because we haven't seen it in a little bit and then also written down on that list will just not be the movement but also the loading so maybe was a seven by one overhead squat. And I can tell based upon when I write this list down, an overhead squat, maybe we did Nancy, but an overhead squat by itself as a standalone heavy day needs to make another appearance. And now I look down this list and say, okay, in the last two or three months, we've had two or three overhead squat heavy days and we had a seven by one, we had a five by five, we had a six by three, you know what, it's time for doubles. Or you know what? It's time for four sets of seven. Like it will become a little bit more apparent. Oh, my dog is looking at me through the window. Buddy, you made a decision. You're outside now. You can't come in the room. I'm sorry. Um, you know, well uh, made your bad, you gotta land it. That will kind of <laughs> let me know that this is the next thing that needs to happen. So and I'll play that I'll play that game for all of the major lifts. Okay, and then I'll take those major lifts, I'll look at my empty spreadsheet and I'll look back, you know, and if, if in the most recent week one of those overhead squat days was, well, it doesn't make sense for me to put it the next week, something else needs to go there. I'll, I'll space them out appropriately, okay? And I'll play that game over the next four weeks and I'll, I'll just plug in those major, those dedicated lift days with the repetition range that seems to make sense based upon where we've been previously, you know, that's cause that's guiding me as to where I need to go. So now those are somewhat set on various days yep. and that will give me, that will give me at least a loose framework to then build around. Because let's say if, again, this is just fiction, right? But let's say on, on week two on Wednesday, well that was a day we decided four sets of seven overhead squat was needed. Well, I immediately know since we're doing that on Wednesday that the day before Tuesday, Nancy's a poor choice, <laughs> you know. Like, so there are some things without yeah. being, you know, a genius expert level, just become very obvious, yeah. you know, like that. And because based upon those lifts, it's going to dictate to a degree. This was a pull off the ground day. This was an overhead day. This was a below parallel day. So it starts to give a little bit of not structure, but a roadmap to follow. And then I will play that same kind of a game with all that other crazy stuff that we mentioned from time domains, to loadings, to rep ranges, to couplet, to triplet, to chipper, to task priority, to time priority. And I will, I'll lay out four, uh, four weeks and it might take, depending upon how I feel, it, it might take a few days just to get that four weeks laid in there, okay? And, and then, so then every day for the next four weeks, something is in there. And if something is in there based upon all that analysis and legwork, like I just mentioned, for all the different things you have to think about when programming, I'll then walk away from it for like a day or so and just let it sit and marinate. Because, you know, if you stare at it too long, you go crazy. Yeah. I'll then come back to it, look at it, and I'll hate everything that I did. I think it's the stupidest, worst, most idiotic things I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just hateful about myself. And I'll be like, you know, because there is that art and science, right? So I just, I roughly plugged it in just to, just to get ideas on paper. Cause once I have ideas on paper, then I can take it all in. I can move this around. I can look at this and be like, okay, well this now, doesn't make sense that I see that this happened. And, and little by little over the course of another, I don't know, let's just say week, every day is just a polishing, you know? So every day you go back to it for, Uh, An hour or two with fresh eyes, and you say, "Okay, I sat on this for a while. I like how this played out, but I don't like how it interferes with this. This is going to go in here. This shouldn't be five rounds. This should be three. What was I thinking with making that? um, You know, this weight needs to be this." And little by little, polish, 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 and as that, and then eventually, it may only need two days of polishing if I got it kind of nice right out of the gates, or it might need seven days of polishing. It just, it just depends. But when it's finally done i just know when it's done you know what yeah. i mean like you find it, i look it over i'm like this is something i'm really proud of really like how it shook out it's not only effective at developing gpp but then like we said the art part i'm like i like how it looks it's beautiful like i like it you know the numbers make sense the the rounds make sense you know and it just takes a while to get to that uh to that point for me personally anyway but that is again you know there's some maybe some steps that I left out in there but that's a general process uh, as an, well well
0: that's an interesting piece of it which kind of shouldn't be the case but typically effective workouts are effective but then when you look at them they're kind of like on paper, they're kind of aesthetically pleasing. Like they it's easy to read and see what it is that's happening there. Like, and that's generally I mean, this isn't the case all the time. So there's definitely not an absolute statement. But typically, if I'm struggling to understand what the hell should be happening in the workout, I've kind of like dismissed the workout as being effective. Like, Mm -hmm. it takes you seven minutes to um, to explain to me what we're about to do for the next 12 minutes, then I'm like, "Ah, I'm not really interested (laughs) anymore. Like, you've lost (laughs) me. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't. I don't think I want to do this. Um, and that's where I think the simplicity comes in. Is like, should really like the numbers should flow
1: nicely. Like it's not an intelligence test. We're mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna work out, you know. Um, and like so many other things in the world, again, human beings are interesting. They crave complexity for absolutely no reason. They're just, they just they're they're fascinating creatures to me. Whether it's in working out or. you should eat or investing money or whatever it is like they just want to make it more complicated than it needs to be and it's never the complicated stuff that has the big payoff even let me go talk to mike bergner right how many athletes has he coached through the most technical thing that you can do with a barbell the olympic snatch there's nothing more complicated that you can do and if you ask him when he sees a lift not go well you're like mike did that athlete do some strange ninja level nuance thing wrong? Or did they do one of the fundamental that you didn't open your hips all the way? Like it's, it's, it's one of the basic foundational building blocks that people need to get good at. And none of us are good enough at them that you could spend the rest of your life, not worrying about the complicated stuff and trying to get really good at the foundation of the skyscraper, but everybody wants to work on the hundredth floor when they haven't built the foundation and then they wonder why the skyscraper crumbles. Well, that's, you know? I mean, that's, that's one of his,
0: his iconic statements is you know, 90% of missed lifts can be attributed to a foot fault. Meaning like, I just did not move my feet three inches to the appropriate receiving position.
1: It wasn't because you didn't have on your $400 <laughs> knee sleeves with your fancy whatever, like, that wasn't why you missed the lift. Okay, it was, <laughs> it wasn't it, you know, it was. <laughs> you missed it because that's not your squat stance. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, and, and the same can be done with with programming is there's just need, there's this, I don't know, it's not a need, a potential desire to want to make something more complicated than it has to be. You know, and I've, I've said before, you take a workout like Helen, which is not complicated, you know, if anyone's unfamiliar with it, three rounds of time, 400 meter run, 21 kettlebell swings and 12 pull-ups. And I'm so glad that Helen was created years and years and years ago when it was created, because it was created back then with a 53 pound bell for the men and it's chin over bar pull-ups. And if in 2020 somebody had to create Helen, they would make it five rounds. They would of course say, you have to swing the 70 pound bell. I mean, come on. Why? I don't even know why we have a 53. And chin over bar pull-ups? I'm an athlete. Give me chest-to-bar pull-ups. Don't you know how fit I am? And it's five rounds long, and all they did was they created this workout, which don't get me wrong. You're not sitting on the couch. You're doing functional movements. Correct. At a high heart rate, you're getting fit, but you're, what I think what people think is you must be getting fitter than had you done the other one, and the answer is not that simplistic. And what you did is you just gave yourself in that five round heavy kettlebell chest-to-bar workout wonderful excuses to slow down, wonderful excuses to rest, wonderful excuses to lower your intensity and hide behind more rounds, more weight, and a chest-to-bar pull-up instead of setting your hindquarters on fire in regular Helen. And and the other thing is getting programming in general those two workouts that we just mentioned, the regular Helen at three rounds and the heavy, long Helen at five rounds, neither one is right and neither one is wrong. There, you may, I might program that five rounder one day instead of regular Helen, but it would be programmed as an intentional choice based upon what we've done in the week before. And hey, you know what we need today? We need a long, miserable grinder that is going to be at a bit lower intensity um, and there's more volume and you're going to have to stop every now and then. But for the sake of intelligently programmed variants, it's what we need today. It's not what we yeah. need every day. It's what we need today. And I think that's a big difference too. I I think
0: I'm pretty sure I stole this from you too, which is there's a, and I've always remember this when I think about loading a barbell and like, Truly what a Metcon should look like in my opinion is there's a distinct difference between somebody who puts a barbell down because they have to Mm. and somebody who puts a barbell down because they just really want to because of the pain that they're, that they're going Mm -hmm.
2: through at that point. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's where I think people really ignore something like a 75 pound barbell, which. Go do Jackie.
1: Oh God. that's just (laughs) Um, You don't have a, And you know what I think, again, human beings are fascinating creatures. And this all needs to be said of the caveat is if you're doing any of the stuff that I said, maybe you are doing a strength bias program. Here's an important thing to say. I don't care.
0: That's where I I was eventually going to go with as much as you're a nerd. Like I also know that you simultaneously like don't care and know that it's really not that important.
1: I don't care. (laughs) Right. We're just working out. And, And whether you're doing the strength bias programming or whatever it is, you're not sitting on the couch and you're doing good functional movements. I don't think you're potentially doing what you could be doing to maximize your GPP and have wonderful knees, backs and shoulders when you're 62. And I'm vocal about that. But we also live in a wonderful world where you can do whatever you want. You don't have to do what you should do. You can do whatever you want to do. And that's And that's your call. And I don't hate on anybody for it. You're good to go. But I would feel remiss and bad if I've been, you know, I've been lucky and blessed to do, you know, what we've been lucky enough to do in CrossFit for so long and share all the knowledge and and go to all the seminars and interact with all these people and all these coaches that I've, you know, you form opinions as to what works and what doesn't work. And I would... I would be remiss if I felt like I had information to help people and just was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'll tell everybody in a kind and respectful manner, but you can still choose to do something else. And, and there's no ill will, you know, on, on my end. So just, Hey, you know, rock on, do what you want to do. We're all working out. Yeah. And that's that. And that, yeah. So I think that, that,
0: overall conversation is like, are you looking for optimal or you just want to do that because you want to do that? And that's the beauty of You can experiment and you'll probably learn something in the process. Right. And typically every time I've strayed away from simplicity, I've always come back to it with regard Mm -hmm. to programming. Um, But that kind of leads me to a different question, which is obviously based on the, you know, the current crisis that the world is dealing with, which is coronavirus. Obviously, if you're doing any of these things, like you're probably in a better position than if you weren't right amen to that yeah and i'm curious um cuz like so for those of people that don't know obviously you you worked on seminar staff you spent a, a good chunk of time on the media side of the house but now you're currently on the crossfit health side mm-hmm. um, is there what do you guys have what do you guys have going on with crossfit health at this point like i know you guys just canceled your april right
1: month- yep so i mean the the largest thing again unfortunately that was canceled and i don't know when the next Uh, DDC will happen, hopefully soon, because they're an awesome and incredible exchange of of information where when I'm in those rooms, I am by far the least intelligent human being in the room, which is awesome, you know, because it's just a huge opportunity to learn because there's just so many brainiacs around. But the largest thing that we have that we just kicked off is we just launched our CrossFit Physicians Network, which is basically any doc who is gone through the level one seminars you know, you know CrossFit doc credentialed we are reaching out to all of them and getting their information and locations put on one map for kind of two purposes they can interact and network with each other you know because a lot of times those CrossFit docs if you're the lone CrossFit doc at your hospital your peers might think you're the crazy one because you don't think squatting is bad for your knees You're not going to tell your patients not to squat. You actually know that the squat is rehabilitative. And so is the deadlift. How crazy is that? A doctor that might tell you the deadlift and a doctor that, you know, has a great sense of what a healthy diet full of non-processed food is. And so these CrossFit docs can support each other in their various hospitals and administrations and share best practices for trying to, you know crack the code of uh, crack the code of old ways of doing business in some places and then there's an ever-growing body of just regular folks crossfitters if you will who would prefer to be seen by a cross doctor who knows that it's okay to squat yeah. than one that doesn't and so this gives people an opportunity to find is there one near me that i can potentially make my primary care physician so that's been kind of an exciting project
0: yeah that i remember getting that email about a month ago is that accurate something
1: Probably, yeah that sounds about right are you a physician
0: uh not of <laughs> medicine no <laughs>
1: <laughs> <A> nephrologist right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um no uh but i do have a lot of doctors here and very cool yeah and full disclosure i've been having a lot of conversations with them in the past couple of weeks about all this stuff so i can imagine yeah but I tell you what, on that note, and we talked a little about a little bit yesterday on the podcast we recorded yesterday with Jay and I that, you know, people are freaking out. And I'm like, listen, the best thing that you could do, we can't change how old you are, like you're just that old, but you could be as healthy as fucking possible, you know, because we did one on the sickness, wellness, fitness, and I'm like, listen, I would be willing to bet large sums of money that, you know, a 70 year old who's doing a lot of CrossFit has a better opportunity of surviving coronavirus than somebody who wasn't you know
1: right I mean no no way to know for sure but the overwhelming majority of the time if your choice was being fit or not being fit I think you know the the choice is I don't know if it's going to help but I'll take the I prefer to be fit please
0: yeah it's and they were uh the doctor she's the she's the like president of the practice of all the ER doctors in in the area and um and she was kind of explaining to me like coronavirus and and what happens there. It's just, it's basically rapid onset pneumonia for the elderly. And they're like, Hmm. I think it's ARDS, which sets in, which is basically like, she's like 90% uh, mortality rate. Like they just can't do anything. They just can't do anything about it at that point. Um, She said, yeah, it's definitely serious. And she said the people that are susceptible, she's like, they're very susceptible, but um, you know, but and what else, so what else do you guys have going on? Like what's your, so that's canceled. Like, is there anything else that people, cause I want, I'm trying to get people to start kind of paying attention to CrossFit health or, and the journal, um, but I'm not super looped in there. So, you know, I teach. The yeah. FDA. So
1: that's, that's a big thing that we do and liaisoning and networking with physicians is a large part of my role with CrossFit health uh, on top of the DDCs. And then the other thing which occupies a bunch of my time as well is, you know, if you go to CrossFit.com once every four days there's a CrossFit home video where you will see an elderly individual, you know, working out in what looks like an older living room set and they're either using no equipment or they're doing pushups off the couch or, you know, lifting jugs of water and things like that. Basically all that content is, it's my job to, I go down there, you know, set it up, direct it, film it, you know, and with Jay Vera, he, he films it, edits it, produces it, you know, we screen it you know and, and get the proper ones up there on the website every four days and and the goal of those in the course since that's every four days for perpetuity there's you always have to feed that beast so I'm yeah. usually every couple of weeks on a plane down to HQ setting up those filming shoots getting it edited because there's always a need you know need another video need another video need another video and those are largely done you know just classic excuses as maybe why people won't work out. I don't have time. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't want to buy any gear. I don't want to leave my house. You know, et cetera, et
0: cetera. Which oddly enough, they might be more relevant today than ever. Right.
1: <laughs> they're so really locked in their homes, <laughs> and and so these these workouts were. I mean, they're gold. They're hopefully. Targeted right at that audience that is largely sedentary, older, etc, maybe a bit scared to walk into a gym because I they think they're going to be just full of these ferocious fire breathing animals and they're not going to fit in and there's a level of intimidation, and so the goal is either, hey, here are just some ideas. Mm-hmm. you can use these ideas, and if you just did this for a year instead of just sitting on the couch and you reduce the amount of processed food that you ate, you'd be a different human being in one year with. with yeah no gear whatsoever. And then another thing, which could be potentially a second step to that, which would be great is maybe some of these people do that for a while. They realize it's not as intimidating as they thought. They start to feel the benefits of it. And then maybe walking into that CrossFit affiliate isn't as intimidating as it used to be. And they get off the couch out of their living room and down to their local gym. And so there could be this really nice synergy in our ecosystem Is You know, uh, anyway, I I hope that's what's
0: happening. Is uh, on that note, I know Michelle's kind of the head honcho
1: there. Oh, she's a beast. uh, Do you have anything to do with that at all? So she runs the classes that we have every day there at HQ. And she's grown that thing from like the initial class that had maybe, maybe 10 people in it to now I think it's over 250 members and participants and gone from one class every other day to classes five days a week, I think three to four times a day. And that's all I think she's it's been,
0: four because uh, I was supposed to be there this week, but we had to cancel. Okay.
1: Yeah. So she's been phenomenal. And that's all her. That's all her. And any content that we do film um, in the living room set, that's me and I'll use her athletes and, and you know her oh, older right. athletes. And so I'll set it up with her and she'll help fill the time slots that we need with people that she has been had in her class yeah and then every now and then we'll also do some filming in the gym where she works out and because they got home stuff you'll get things with zero gear in a home set but we're also starting to put out some great content of the scales and modifications that she truly uses in the real world to train that segment of society which is phenomenal
0: and where where is all that stuff because because what i'm asking is like for people that
1: want and should steal that content where would they find it it's going to be on crossfit.com. Okay. Yep. Yep. Right. So that's going to be, that's going to be the place to go and it'll be, it'll just live there forever, which would be great. Is, uh, so is that, none of that is up yet? I mean, well, I know, yeah, I know
0: there's some, a bunch of. home stuff, tonight, the
1: once every done. four days home stuff is, is up. and has been up for yeah. quite some time. The other up. stuff that took place in the gym, we just recently started filming that. Okay. And it either has been posted or is in, or is in the pipeline. Got it. I haven't seen it, but I've been skipping
0: a lot of days. I've been underwater with obviously, a bunch yeah. of affiliates, but um, I'm definitely planning on stealing. It. And that was a lot about what I talked to Tyson about is just like using that content. That's, mm-hmm. you know, very well produced and looks really nice and just putting it out on our social media handles just to kind of try to scoop up some of that population because they're the ones that need it the most. So. Um, right. Just help spread the word. Yeah. Um, anything else, man? Like, I know the CrossFit Health stuff is like a big, big well, kind of, you
1: know, doesn't necessarily I mean, have life you. Life. In, in a, not necessarily related to CrossFit Health or anyone, but I mean, have you told everyone uh, the story how you should have gone to the games in 09 instead of me? We should. We should talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I say that to this day. That was your spot that I somehow... I somehow took but that was your spot uh well it was my
0: spot until the final workout started and then it was quickly not my spot (laughs) the so i this is i think this story is hilarious because well it was what was the workout it was snatch and chest to bar pull-ups was it 21 15 9.
1: probably because jeff Tinker made it so it was probably 21 it was a 95 pound barbell
0: 95 pound barbell and that workout this is 2009
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
0: 2009, know. and the it was um, Mid Atlantic qualifier. Mid Atlantic qualifier, and they were taking the top six spots. The and it was every second count, so there was that waterfall start. Mm-hmm. And I think Blair Morrison was first going in. Mm-hmm. I was second, and then where did you start? That were you? It was top ten because it was the final ten people. <sighs>
1: Yeah, top 10, but, but near the end. I was not in the, the better half. I was in the worst half of the top 10. That's for sure. Well, in, in your
0: defense, Ben Smith was always – was somewhere around you as well. Yes, that, <laughs> yeah, was, that <laughs> screwed me over. <laughs> that, that was his coming out party because he won. Nobody knew who he was, and he was done minutes before everybody else.
1: Well, that's, you know, I'll, I'll let you get back to the story briefly, but that's what, what screwed me over is, yes, nobody knew who Ben Smith was, and like you said, it was that waterfall start. And so maybe I started in, like, seventh or something, because I had something in my head where I looked at the guy who was one guy in front of me. And it was Ben Smith, and I didn't know who this kid was. And I was like, okay, they're taking the top six. I'm number seven, so all I need to do is beat this guy in front of me, and I'll be good. And, I, and then... I became immediately so saddened by his pace that I could I I think it was impossible to keep up and I felt like just suicidal and he just destroyed me.
0: I think he did that workout in like five. So everybody go try this workout. It is a it's twenty one fifty nine, ninety-five pounds, squat snatch, and chest to bar pull-ups. And I think this is whatever, ten years ago. And I'm pretty sure he did that workout in right around five minutes, if not faster. Probably. And um So anyway, I remember looking over, I had a complete full on meltdown in the middle of the workout, like just my life, my life just imploded. And I remember looking over at you and you were done and you had what essentially amounted to no skin on your hands whatsoever anymore. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) And I immediately, I went from being disappointed to it, it, to, I was like, I did not deserve to go. Like I did not, I was not willing to do that so I did not deserve that spot.
1: <laughs> and there was a hidden person who uh, assisted me in that effort in the crowd, and that was uh, Maggie Dabe. Oh you know, yeah, now Maggie Tinker, yeah. On the level one staff, Maggie Tincture, if you will, and, and you know, there was like caution tape to keep the crowds back, but they were still within arm's distance. I mean, they were not 50 feet back. I mean, they were right, the bar. they could have been hit by a falling barbell. <laughs> and any, any single time, that either the barbell was not in my hands or the pull-up bar was not in my hands. Any moment that I was not doing work, for, for a, a half second, Maggie, Dabe, Maggie would scream at the top of her lungs, not even in a supportful way, just a hateful, mean, screaming way, get on the bar,
2: get on the bar.
1: I, I think I got back in the bar just so she'd be quiet. I mean, it was just, and so I think she basically attempted to give me rhabdo, um, but but in her efforts, um, made me go a whole heck of a lot faster than I wouldn't if she was not yelling at me. Yeah,
0: it's it's funny because I've always described her as one of the more verbally abusive people I've ever met in my
1: life, and at the same time, a total sweetheart. Like yeah, I, how I'm she never, walks that line.
0: I'm never I'm never offended by it, but I'm like, man, if anybody else said that to me, I would have lost my shit. <laughs>
1: Yep. No, she gives you both barrels. And she put me in the hurt locker just through verbal motivation. Oh, man.
0: I uh, Yeah, that would have been nice. But at no point was I disappointed after that. Like, I was like, man, I did not deserve that because I wasn't willing to go into the pain cave. But
1: oh, geez, it
0: would have been cool to go there. Well, but I mean, I got to go back later as a judge, you know, you know, <laughs> to, to the... To... <laughs> To the ranch.
1: Um, oh, so so crazy. Time times uh, days gone by, man. It was just, it's just it's shocking how time flies. And that was eleven years ago. I know
0: it's crazy. The uh, it's always funny that, like, going back in time and, and thinking about that, what I thought going hard was, and then mm-hmm. I walked into a and I and I mean, and we trained hard, like when I played sports, but it was nothing to that extent. It wasn't like bury yourself until there's nothing
1: left <laughs> you know what's interesting and like i said we would to be careful this would be a four-hour podcast is, <laughs> if that's another in my humble opinion another topic that i think people get confused sometimes and that's why they add more volume or extra workouts so i think in the more is better mindset they'll think that doing more workouts will make me a better athlete and make me win more workouts, which maybe, but there's a big asterisk next to that, maybe, because a lot of doing a second workout might do something for your muscle tissue or cardiovascular endurance or whatnot, but it doesn't necessarily get you there between the years with mental toughness, ability to suffer, and just when every cell and fiber of your body says stop, you're one of those special people that don't. You know, a second workout of the day does not produce that. And I think there can be a a pitfall that some athletes think that they do. And you know, and you could see it all the time with various people working out, training. I mean, there might be some people that train a whole lot more than Becca Void over the course of her 10 year career or yeah. whatnot. Or if you just looked at Becca Voigt's numbers, like, all right, Becca, I want you to give me your 5K time, your deadlift time, your whatever time, and then I'm gonna lay that out against the field and I'll tell you where you're gonna shake out. Um, Okay, you're not gonna do well because most people have a a bigger, stronger, faster than this, you know, like, but then you show up on competition day in between the ears she outperforms her numbers because she's such a mentally strong athlete and such a ferocious competitor that those two or three extra sessions that you did don't mean jack yeah <laughs> you know don't they didn't yield what you thought it was going to yield so i also think a lot of people instead of doing a second or third workout a day would probably be better served by working on themselves working on themselves between the years learning about themselves and and developing a bit more discipline and mental toughness through self-reflection introspection whatever it happens to be and then you'll be able to have those current physical gifts that you already possess and use them even better and that's a powerful little tool that not everybody has Why? well i think that's because that requires intention
0: with regard to either whether you're training by yourself but probably a little bit more challenging in the affiliate level because you have to specifically dial that up and you have to clearly communicate people to people. We're going to light ourselves on fire. Yeah. Like, you know, and, just, right. and from a programming standpoint, like if, because I was thinking about this as you're saying, there's probably a lot of people that have experienced intensity, but not necessarily like the extent of, that they could actually produce. Like they could, right. they could really, really get after it, but they don't dial it up that way. So you could do that. You, know, you, know, you have to make some intelligent decisions about loading and movement and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff in your affiliate. But I, I think that's perfectly acceptable and probably massively beneficial to dial something up like that. And the whole purpose of that day is to just take the regulator off sure. and, and blow
1: it up. Yep, the old threshold training deal, you know, and, and again, you know, rabbit hole number 28, which I think is potentially hurtful to say in 2020, you know, where, where everybody wants to be a wonderful creature that is, you know, made in beautiful perfection and whatnot. But, but some people are just better than other people at certain things. You know, why is it that if you get a group of 50 students together, none of which have had, let's just say, language training and they all get the exact same one hour of french a day exactly the same why after one year of training aren't they all the same level speaker because some people are just more acclimated to like that's the same way with working out like some people who don't work out anywhere near maybe as hard as you do are better than you and that's not fair <laughs> and that's hurtful to hear but, but those genetics are also- is a thing Right, and those are also the people that we watch on TV. Yeah, you know, and and oh, I learned just, I learned that lesson real early in basketball.
0: I was like, listen, I can do all the drills I want, but I'm never beaten. Right. like, right. You know, it's
1: uh, I mean, Samantha Briggs, just a freak. She's a special human being. She she on a regular basis experiences a level of physical discomfort that that most people would just tap out so fast and she does it day after day and I don't know if she's wired differently. I don't know if she's just tougher. I don't know if she has all of her nerve endings are dead in her body and she doesn't feel pain. I don't know what it is, but I, it doesn't matter what I do. If I had a team of 50 coaches working around the clock and I dedicated my entire life to being an athlete, I would never catch her just because life ain't fair. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that's just what it is, and that's uh, and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's no, I could not agree with you more. And the, I do see people kind of have that realization at some point. But anybody who grew up playing sports, like you, learn that on day one. You're like, Billy's just better than I am. Like at some point, you know, I'm not <laughs> gonna be a, six four. So
1: I've got a, a funny Sam Briggs story. What is it? Why am I blanking right now? I think the workout's Kelly. Okay, okay. five rounds time one 30 box jumps 30 wall balls disgusting disgusting and actually my nightmare workout sam briggs was in town from the uk visiting crossfit hq and you know she's trained 28 times a day and whatnot and so for one of those times she's like i'm gonna do uh, kelly you don't want to hop in with me of course i don't <laughs> but you know i get it's a chance to work out with sam briggs who by the way is not only an awesome athlete but one of my favorite people she's just cool yeah and so I'm like, yeah. And I'm not great at box jumps, as you may have known was Born Without Calves, and, and I'm not good at wall balls. I despise those two movements. <laughs> However, I, I'm not a bad runner, and I'm actually one of those weird crossfitters that I don't mind running. Yeah. And you know, likes running too. And Sam's like, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll do Kelly, but we're gonna do it a little bit different instead of five rounds, of all the same numbers. I'm already worried by the way. We'll do like a thousand meter run and then 50-50, 800 meter run, 40-40, 600 meter run, 30-30, you know, down to 200 meter run, 20 or whatever, you know, 10, whatever it was. And so I'm like, okay, I had no delusions of grandeur. I'm like, Sam is going to, and of course she was using the same box height as me, and she chose to use the 20-pound wall wall and throw it to a 10-pound target. So we were literally doing the same workout. <laughs> and I had no illusions. I knew she was going to eradicate me. I said, but here's what I'm going to do. To establish dominance in my home country, of the United States of America, I am going to at least beat her on the 1,000-meter run, even if it costs me whatever. And so... We take off on the run and it's our home course around HQ, which she doesn't know. You know, I know it, she doesn't know. We told her what it was, but she's, you know, she still had never run it before. So we're going and I'm going at an unreasonable pace. I mean, I'm going, there's no reason I should be, <laughs> I should be running the pace that I'm running. I can, I'm like panic breathing in my head. <laughs> and it gets to this one point where we had to make a turn. We'd done like 800 meters with the final 200 and we couldn't go left or right. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, just <laughs> she's right next to me. And here's when I knew that I was so screwed. And she's just so much better than me, even on my best day, on her worst day. In the like a voice that we're having right now during this podcast, at that point, the 800-meter run, she goes, so are we um taking a left or taking a right up here for this run, Pat? <laughs> she was utterly relaxed, wasn't pressing her pace at all. And I was like, ah, we're gonna, we're
2: going we're, we're gonna go take a left, take a left.
1: And and I was so mentally broken that at my pace immediately slowed down and she just took off. I never saw her again. And then the workout ends. You know, I finish calendar days after her. And at the I'm finally recovered. She's been recovered forever. She's already done like 30 minutes of mobility. And out of curiosity, because you know, we we did that pace of a run right into 50 box jumps right into 50 wall balls right and i was so trashed that when i ran in i just looked at the box for like 90 seconds before i did my first jump i was like geez sam you know since we since we didn't do the classic kelly since we started off with the big sets how did you break it up And with no ego this was not an egotistical statement from her since i'm just so much less of an athlete than she She was okay. just confused by the question <laughs> she's like what do you what do you mean? i was like well the sets of 50 how did you break up the sets of 50 like and she's like oh no 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 i didn't i didn't break anything up and i was like all right forget it see you later this Sucks. <laughs> working out sucks <laughs> uh-huh. it's uh-huh. just hey those are the people we watch on tv though you know uh-huh. it's all good crossfit constantly humbling <laughs>
0: uh-huh. all right so i want to end here so you've always been um at least in my world known for like these little treats from, from a training standpoint that are not necessarily workouts. Right. But just like some little task that somebody could sprinkle in after a training session, that would be fun. Oh,
1: You want just kind of a little, a little something special, huh? A little cookie. (laughs) You know, I hate to say that this is a cookie. It's not, it's, it's a, it's a workout in and of itself, but, but we're just going to say it's a cookie. Okay, fair enough. Okay, because I think it's a beautiful trap. <laughs>
0: it's my podcast. People, we can say we can call it whatever we want. Yeah, the people
1: will think it's a cookie even though it's not. Because then it is a full blown workout and it, it changed the course of my day. But just twenty one fifteen nine. Okay. Of a burpee, just old school regular burpee, not over anything. Just you know, hey, hold yourself to a standard. Open your hips for really, sake. jump off of the ground you. a couple inches. So twenty one fifteen nine of burpees and knees to elbows. Ooh, that's it that's it okay it's laughable jason it's laughable (laughs) (laughs) you won't even know you did it it's so simple so easy it'll all be unbroken it'll all be fast and you'll just be standing around saying huh that was nothing
0: (laughs) i've been doing this long enough to immediately know to be afraid of that
1: workout (laughs) and and you know knees to elbows. Just in case anyone's curious, properly named because your knee should touch your elbow, not your tricep, not your armpit. Your your elbow. Your ah, elbow. knees to elbows. elbows. That's like when somebody
0: asks a question for chest to bar pull up. So does my chest have to touch the bar? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah. Do whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Make up your own standard. <laughs> um. Awesome, dude. Well, I know you're a busy man. Um, I'm gonna try to get some fitness in here in a minute, but dude, this was great, dude. Uh, I appreciate your time. Um, where can they Last find time. out? Yeah, what can they? Where can people find you and Lynchpin stuff?
1: Just go to CrossFitLinchpin.com is the website. You click on the private track, check that out, or on Instagram, we're just CrossFit Lynchpin on Instagram, and that's it. Enjoy.
0: Do you still do affiliate programming or is it just an individual track?
1: Yeah, we've got an individual subscription and an affiliate subscription. So kind of whatever, whatever you want, get you covered okay. and and enjoy. And hopefully everybody stays healthy and stays safe, and we'll all come out on the other side. Awesome.
0: Well, I appreciate it, brother. Thanks a lot. Yeah, man. Have a good day.
2: Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with best hour of their day. When it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us. Best hour of their day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.